Welcome to Washington In Focus. I'm your host, Brett Davis, the Center Square's Washington State Editor. Joining me today is investigative reporter T.J. Martinell. So I guess it's something of a brave new world in Washington State where lawmakers are mulling, mulling biometric ID options for buying alcohol and cannabis. Uh, now, I've been asked for my ID whenever I purchase alcohol at my local grocery store, even though I'm more than two people old enough to drink. But I've never had to provide an electronic palm print or an eye scan, you know, like in uh, the movie Minority Report to buy beer. But that could be changing according to information you reported on coming out of a recent Senate Labor and Commerce Committee meeting. So what exactly is biometric identification and what are lawmakers thinking? Yeah, so this proposal or idea is coming from the State Liquor and Cannabis Board. And I want to just prefix with that they are not, they're neutral, they're Switzerland in terms of neutrality on this issue. So they're just bringing it forward because somebody else from the private sector brought it forward. And what they're trying to do right now, it is not illegal to use biometric age verification in the private sector. You can do that. What they're trying to do is they're trying to make it a valid form of government ID. So in other words, you you need to provide a driver's license or state issued ID or some sort of government approved form of identification to verify that you are old enough to purchase alcohol or cannabis. Biometric age verification is not a valid form to do that Uh at this moment. So what they want is they want it to be legally permissible to use in lieu of a driver's license and all that other kind of stuff. And their, their, their whole mindset is that people are now leaving their wallets and their credit cards at home and they have their smartphones. And so I think a lot of this would be done with uh, smartphone technology where I believe at some places like cracking games and other areas, you can just use your smartphone to enter and pay for stuff. Now, your story mentioned some legislation that goes back to 2017 and I guess more recently in 2020. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So some of these had to do with the first one was House Bill 1493, 2017, the year it was enacted. And that regulates the commercial use of biometric data. So what do companies do with the biometric data that they receive? And then in 2020, the legislature passed Senate Bill 6280, which concerns uh, public agencies using biometric data. So they had to come up with a bunch of stuff like accountability reports, and they have to notify the legislature when they intend to use that technology as part of their internal affairs. Right now at this meeting you covered, do they talk about any of the potential downsides of this new technology? There's a couple. One is there's the fact that the technology is not perfect. Uh, One company has a one out of 10 failure rate. So that means that if they are unable to verify through biometric data, you'd have to provide another form of ID. Well, what happens if that person doesn't bring it with them? They Mm -hmm. just assume that they're going to get, you know, whereas a driver's license, I don't think that there's a lot of failure rate with producing a driver's license. And in some stores like Fred Meyer, you have to have your driver's license or state ID scanned in order to purchase alcohol. So I don't think that there's a lot of problems with that either, but this is something that would be an issue with the current technology as it exists today. The other issue is security, uh, technology security, information security, you know, what would happen if there was a hack and that information was stolen, uh, who would be liable and that kind of thing. Maybe I'm just an old fuddy-duddy, but I can't imagine leaving the house without bringing my wallet with me with all my ID and whatnot. (laughs) Nobody really mentioned this during the meeting, but this is something to think about is that I can see how somebody would be opposed to this right now because what happens 10 years from now when this is a required form of age verification, meaning it goes from being an option to it is you have to have this in order to... Like it's it, it's not just a supplement, it's an additional 
step or it's it goes over the uh, driver's license and state issued ID and they say you have to provide the biometric data in order to do these things. And you know, for people who say that that's beyond the pale or that's not possible or it's not going to happen, well think about a couple decades ago when it was uh, perfectly feasible for you to exist and interact with the world without the use of the internet. Now it's pretty right. much required. And we're really getting to the point where even not using smartphones makes things difficult because everything is tailored around the use of smartphone apps in order to do things. You know, Particularly during the COVID lockdowns, you had places that had no more paper menus. You had to scan the menu using an app on your smartphone. And if you didn't have a smartphone, you might not have a, be able to see a menu. It, it, you could do it. It's an inconvenience. It was an inconvenience, but this is something where you could have it lead to them arguing that it's the most secure or most concrete way of confirming that a person is old enough to purchase alcohol or cannabis. A double-edged sword of modern technology. Indeed. Be interesting to see where all of this leads. Listeners can keep up with this story and more at thecentersquare.com. For TJ Martinell, this is Brett Davis. Please subscribe and thanks for listening. 